Well, this is, as you may have heard, my last standing room only. And while I've hosted the program for more than 21 years, I started at RNZ way, way back in the era of typewriters and teleprinting our copy to Wellington from the Dunedin 4ZB studios. And I was a very excited 19-year-old intern when I rocked up first for work experience. And the first person I met when I was escorted to the newsroom was a familiar name to you and my dear friend still, Catriona McLeod. And you... Well, just this ray of sunshine, the coolest person I'd ever met in my <laughs> life, welcomed me into the into the newsroom. Those were great days. I mean, a long time ago, you know. 50 years, Lynn. Well, approaching. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to put a number on it because it's quite mind-boggling, I say five actually. decades. I say five decades. Oh. But they were, they were different times, weren't they, when we think Well, we were it. so young so and young. inexperienced totally green behind the ears and we had a lot to learn about life and this craft of broadcasting and journalism and we did manage to pick up some tricks of the trade and grow up along the way. We did grow up along the way and there was, I mean it was big, people think now that we have two reporters in Dunedin mm. but this was a big newsroom, we had two sports reporters didn't we, it was because it was a commercial um, there and must it was have been the eight people arm. as well as the chief reporter it was amazing. And we were always busy. Hell yes well it was a big area to cover Dunedin Central and some interesting stories including you know just the rural ones like um, being sent once to the Owaka Possum Skinning Championships when the chief reporter at the time, who could be rather petulant if you remember. I remember well. But he sent me down to the Owaka Possum Skinning Championships. Me from Wellington City, dressed in my trendy gear and whatever, never seen a possum skinned in my life. And these trappers, straight from the back block, such characters. I was looking at them like they were from another planet and the same they couldn't believe where I'd come from. But we got on really well, got some great colour stories, and once you'd seen one possum skinned and stood downwind, the rest was OK. Because I never enjoyed driving. They, they made me drive down to Milton and cover the regional council. Best jam and cream scones I've had in my life. <laughs> it was lovely. But th- those were the moments that we did have time to learn our craft. I mentioned on the mixtape with Charlotte, we had intensive voice training. We weren't just thrown George on Speed, air. George Speed, bless him. Yes, well, I interviewed his daughter just the other day. As a caricature happens. out of a British comedy he was <laughs> with his handlebar moustache and the deep, deep British voice. But we learnt our craft, didn't mm-hmm. we? And I mean, in terms of the names, I, just before talking to you here, Kevin Eichen got in touch and he was... Dear Kevin. He was just one of my favourite people. Um, he gave us gnome names. Do you remember yours? My, I was Linky Longleaf. I, I can't remember mine. We had th- these crazy moments and so I just remember all of us sitting at our desks with our typewriters, big clunky typewriters, typing out in triplicate with carbonated paper and we'd, we'd rip one off and would hand it through the hole in the wall. And I think JR the was teleprinter saying with the tele- teleprinter machine. That's the one. <gasps> I know. You know, that makes it all sound so archaic. It was archaic. No computers. The big Ewer tape machines, mm-hmm. remember? Um, the first cell phones we called the bricks because they were so heavy. So you'd have a Ewer on one shoulder going out to do a live cross and the brick on the other shoulder. That was some years later. I mean, I'm so grateful because that's where I absolutely fell in love with radio and learned mm. the craft with these great personalities, people like you and Kevin remain very dear friends of mine. And we all socialised a lot. Oh yeah, we did. And we've kept in touch over the years as well. 
Yes, we've got old Penny we're in touch with as well, Penny Lennart. And Penny St. John. Penny St. John. Deborah Johansson, Ray Hayes and Sally Gardner, who were like the matriarch and patriarch of the newsroom and so helpful in teaching us so much because they'd been in the craft for decades. Yeah, and it is a craft, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is a craft. It's it's something that takes And getting comfortable time. in front of the microphone. Scary. Rather than be petrified. <laughs> it remains a terrifying beast alive microphone, though. And then later... You know, at 25, I was the chief reporter. I mentioned the other day we had the Aramoana tragedy. So we had our we had our fun stories. There was a lightness of spirit, but there were also a lot of tragedies that hit Dunedin. Abbotsford. Uh, I just missed the Abbotsford landslip, but I saw the aftermath of it. The Springbok protests, the Clyde Dam protests, and then the opening of the Clyde Dam. Aramoana, mm-hmm. the Aramoana protests with yep. Rofotere. That was really intensive time, and it divided the city, you know, a city which is actually, to me, the perfect city, the perfect size, it divided. And the newsroom, we were part of that storytelling, I think, part of the heartbeat of the city, I hope, anyway. Well, we were, I think. And also the location of it, down the end of that street in the heart of the student sort of quarters. Anzac Avenue. Anzac Avenue. It's gone now, you know, it's been bold. Really? Yeah. It was a studio for the university for a while, and it's been bold. Oh, with that building went so many memories. There were some great facilities there. There really were. Lovely studios. Very empty towards the end, though, because Mm. we were also there. I mean, I was there a bit longer than you, Catriona, but we were also there during the time when things changed and of course the commercial arm broke away, so we, we were all national, and the newsroom shrunk from that big busy newsroom to just a handful of us and there used to be stations in Invercargill and Gore as well hey they were great days and we're still friends it's wonderful and also I have to be grateful to you for forcing my hand to go and visit the Isle of Lewis was it six or seven years ago? Yeah, seven years ago. You said you wanted to photograph puffins and golden eagles which I did on your wish list <laughs> and I thought well, if Lynn can make it over there, I've got more impetus because that's family and friends over there, and I hadn't been for so long. And it was so lovely to be on Lewis with you. And you'd missed out on Golden Eagles up till the time we went down to the village of Ness and had Sunday lunch with my relatives. We um, went down to a rural area, part of their croft, where... Ian had seen some golden eagles, he'd said. And lo and behold, there they were. And you took some magnificent photographs. You have a great eye and photographic skill. And that will be so wonderful for your new role with Forest and Bird, as well as, you know, your art of communicating and writing. Thank you, Katrina. It has been. We will remain <laughs> friends, but thank you for, for marking my last It's been a pleasure, day. and it's going to be so strange not to see you around here. Oh, I'm getting teary. <laughs> oh, bless her. The inimitable Katrina McLeod helped me to bookend my career with RNZ. It started 42 years ago, crikey, in my fabulous hometown of Ōtipoti, Dunedin.